Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I am doing very well, thank you. Um, I'm happy that, uh, you know, we're getting close as we're recording this, getting close to the end of another week. And um, it's spring. I mean, I know everybody says, no, it doesn't start till the 21st of March. Well, okay, but it's meteorological spring. Yeah. And that, that's March, April, and May. So I say that I'm thrilled that we're in spring. And the next thing we need to be looking for once all this snow melts are the crocuses or croci. As <laughs> Yo. you, have, you have some in your front yard, don't you? Uh, in my back. They're everywhere. Okay. They're everywhere, but yeah. I, I love that when you first start seeing those little things pop out of the ground. I just love I that, that. Robins, your first robin. But, you know, it, Lynn, it's supposed to be a beautiful week next week, you know, much warmer. So things yeah. are looking up. I think I it's great. Tell- uh, I'm- Go ahead. I have to tell you this story. Mm-hmm. I... um. Last week, it was after we taped our show on Thursday, I ran over to West Side, the best side in town, and went over and to Catalano's. And um, so I went in and I was picking up hoagies for, and a couple other things for, I was going to drop hoagies off to Mike Luzzi. So I was, Silverio, my buddy, was taking care of me, and this gentleman walked in. And he said to the woman, I don't know who the young woman is behind the counter. Penny was there, but it wasn't, it was another girl. And he said, I'll take a a mild hoagie. And she said, okay, that'll be $6. And he said, oh, okay. He goes, and will you do me a favor, please? He said, here's $30. Will you, the next five people who come in, could you please have buy a hoagie on me? And Mm-hmm. I thought, and I was paying, and I thought, oh, my God. So I finished. I, I, we walked out together. He held the door for me like a gentleman, and I said to him, did you just buy five hoagies in advance? 
He said, yes, I did. I said, oh, my God. I said, that is the nicest thing. He said, well, you know what? You have to pay it forward. I said, you're absolutely right. But I said, I'm so happy I got to witness that because I try to do things like that, too, but I've never really witnessed somebody else really doing it in that fashion. I said, what a neat thing to do. People come in and get a hoagie, and the next five people, they say, it's paid for. Like, what a treat that is for someone just running in to get that and walking out the door and put a smile on their face. And I said, I said, what's your name? And he said, my name's Eric. And I said, Eric, are you from Westside? Because, you know, we were there. He said, no, I'm originally from um South Scranton, but I live in Texas now. And I said, well, Eric, you have the biggest Texas. So thank you so much for that. I'm so happy I got to witness that. So just keep it up and keep doing the right thing. And he said, yeah, it makes me happy to do those things. I said, well, I just want you to know that was a wonderful gesture. He said, well, thank you. And I said, have a good day, honey. And I got in the car and I thought to myself, you know, this is the stuff that people, like, through this crazy time and all this stuff, I mean, this kid just goes in and says, buy the next couple people a hoagie. I said, and I told him, I said, I usually do it in the Dunkin' Donut line all the time, but I said, that's a good idea. And he said, yeah, mm-hmm. I, thinking, well, I just, I just thought that was a great story to tell. I didn't get his that, last name. That is. And I thought, how that nice a story. So, mm. but that was good. That is a nice thing. And, and then someone uh, said, and- so isn't it too bad you 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 already had bought you already you had already purchased your <laughs> <laughs> yeah you and would I have said, it no, for free. I wouldn't have done that anyway. Just 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 so cute. I just think oh, it's that's great. funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, there are those who would think that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I also have to acknowledge that uh, on Monday of this past week, March first. Um, it was um, St. David's Day, the patron saint of Wales. He never gets much credit, um, but <laughs> St. Well, David's Day, okay. There he's we are. right in the be- before St. Patrick, too. Yes. So, anyway, last Sunday in the Scranton Times, there uh, was an article. You know, they have that, like, page three or four. There's always recipe of the week or something like someone is there locally with a picture of something they made and they get a $50 gift certificate to Ricardo's, I think it is. And so they do a little story about it. So I happened to read this story and, and I thought it was interesting because it was the recipe was for Welsh cookies, which is something that my uh, great grandmother who was first generation Welsh, a uh, first-generation American. Her parents came from Wales. They had so at that area right across the street from Catalano. That whole area in there was all Welsh, and there were several little churches that were all divisions of something. You know, somebody looked at somebody crossways, so they decided to start their own church or something. But anyway, all of the Welsh churches used to make the. Uh, Welsh cookies every year, and they'd sell them by the hundreds of dozens. And of course, we had plenty of them in our household, thanks to my great-grandmother, who made sure that we had plenty. And they were made the way they made them in Wales, which was lard, which is something that not too many people like to use today, um, because it's pure animal fat. 
but they had lard and they didn't have raisins. They had currants. And they're probably a little bit easier to find these days because people have a lot more sophisticated taste, but that's the true Welsh cookie. And they're actually fried on the griddle. <clears throat> so they take a lot of time to put together. And I was reading this article from that perspective, remembering all of this. And as I got down to the end of the first column, I see that the church that they were talking about, which, you know, by the time you are listening to this, probably won't have any left because they are pre-ordered. But Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of this week, um, they were making them and selling them at, I think it was $5 a dozen. And it was for the benefit of the church. So I'm, I'm reading the story about <clears throat> this church and I looked down the bottom of the first column and there's a story about a woman named Kitty and I didn't recognize the last name, but as I read it, it said the recipe came from Kitty and I, I think it's like, it's uh, Pukoski or something. <clears throat> and I said, that's not Welsh. I don't know, but um, where'd that come from? And then it says that Kitty's first husband was uh, of Welsh descent and it was Kitty's husband's aunt Beatrice Evans who gave her the recipe well Beatrice Evans is my great grandmother no <laughs> yes Lynn. yes so I called the phone number that was there uh, to order the cookies, and I said to her, I said, I'm ordering uh, six dozen. And I said, um, I, I just want you to know, that the woman who I was speaking to was the pastor's wife. That was the phone number. I said, I am Beatrice Evans's great-granddaughter. And I said, oh. how, could I, how could I not order these? I said, that, that will bring back so many wonderful memories. And she said, well, did you know Kitty? And I said, only in speaking. I remember my grandmother talking about Kitty. I said, but it wasn't the name that she has now. She said, no, her first name was Jenkins. I said, okay, Kitty Jenkins, that's the name I remember. And she said, well, her husband died and she remarried, but she kept that and she, she said, that woman is 90, I think she said 97 years old. And she's on Facebook. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I got to get it. I got to get it. So anyway, uh, I went online and saw there, saw her there. And I, you know, requested that she friend me. I haven't gotten an answer back yet, but I can't wait to speak to this woman because she has, she has all the memories in her mind. And I would love to just sit there with a, with a recorder and just say, tell me everything about what was like in West Scranton, you know, in the fifties and sixties when, when you all were here, because the stories would be phenomenal. Absolutely. So, all that out of just a, an article in the newspaper celebrating St. David's day. And I, used, yeah. I did post something on Facebook about 
um, celebrating St. David's Day, and there was one of those little GIF images of um, St. David and and that and the Welsh griffin, which is the uh, it's a dragon that doesn't really exist. What do they call that? But you know, one of those guys. So anyway, uh, that was my Welsh heritage story, and it was a lot of fun just to go back and remember all that. And my great grandmother. Um, I, I sent that information to my sister and brother, and they recalled my grandmother. I think I told you once before we talked about her, that she used to, there were so many funeral homes at the time on that block of North Main Avenue. Yeah. She, she used to make the rounds, and she would go yep. to all the funeral homes because she probably knew everybody and yep. their families. But then she would make it so that she got invited to the funeral service and the meal afterwards. And that was the <laughs> meal of the day. <laughs> it just cracked me up. I love it. But I that's what it. she did. It was so funny. Wow. <laughs> that's really so, deep. It's a good story. It's really fun. I, I think that was great. And... Oh. uh see a couple people left us in the course of the last week or so that I see in um, this morning's paper uh, Mr. Uh, I think it's called Kupalari is how you pronounce his name the man who uh, created the observatory uh, at Keystone College and you can go up there anybody can go up and look at the observatory and yep. see the sky and it's just a wonderful thing that he did and he's a uh, he was a really cool guy. And uh, yeah. from what I understand, he had a, a year-long bout with cancer. So, um, sad, but I <clears throat> want to at least acknowledge these people for their contributions to our our world. Yeah, people just loved him. And um, he, he's done, you know, he did a lot. So, yeah. it's terrible. But, you know, it's uh, the unfortunate reality. Well, yeah, can't get out alive. And his daughter is the um, president of um, Scranton Prep. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. Keeping education in the family, huh? Yeah, good thing. It is. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll take a quick break here. And um, you listen, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News with Webster and Nancy. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at LaurieCadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is 
who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the Managing Director and Financial Planner of Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm that's devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's uh, available on a Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and tons of other new places that are offering podcasts. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. Is there anything in particular you wanted to talk about before I jump into all my good stuff? No, I, no, I can't off the top of my head. I'm not thinking, but, you know. Okay. All right. So here's something that I think is an interesting conversation because there are so many ways that we can approach this as a society. And this question was raised by a guy that I, I know who's in the financial planning world. He's a, a business coach and he has uh, a company that's called the Vital Lifelong Alignment. And the question he, he threw out in an email today was growing old by a thousand cultural cuts, question mark, armor up. Quote, the trouble is when a number your age becomes your identity, you've given away your power to choose your future. That's a quote from Richard, I don't know how you pronounce his last name, it's Leader or Lighter, it's L-E-I-D-E-R. But that's what this is all about, the fact that subconsciously, I think that many of us find ourselves opting out of certain aspects of life because we think we're too old or we think we can't, our bodies can't do it or what would other people think? Uh, What would my family think? All kinds of stuff like that. But that's what this question raises here is that 
you know, it's not just how old do you think you are. And we talked about that when I had the conversation on the podcast with Joan London and her book. And how old, the question was, how old do you think you are in the way that you perceive yourself versus what your chronological age is? And if there was an age that you would love to continue to be, what would that age be? And so that's fine. Uh, that's fine to have that conversation and go back and think about the answer to that question. But the fact of the matter is we are what we are. You just turned 60. I will turn 70 later this year. And by so many definitions, people ask me things, you know, like, uh, well, when are you going to retire? Or isn't it time to hang it up or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because that's a culturally induced expectation. And I have no intention of retiring. If, if retiring means you stop doing what you're doing for a living and you just go off and do something else or have a life of leisure and recreation. Now, I'm not saying that that's not a viable option for people. And there are plenty of people that are enjoying that, and that's wonderful. But I think we have to reconsider the fact that maybe we're going to probably live a lot longer than we think we are. And I was just looking out of curiosity at the obituaries this morning in the paper. And the people are 8, 92, 96. There's a lot of longevity left in us but if we arbitrarily stop everything at 65 then what is it you're supposed to do for the rest of your life i mean i don't think you just sit around and vegetate and i and i think that that is something that you know you at 60 i don't think there's much difference between you at 60 and you at 50 or you at 40. I mean, tell no. me if I'm wrong, but I don't, no. I don't see the it. Thing, the only thing I will tell you, and that's just because I had an injury to my knee, I don't have any less, it doesn't seem as though I have less energy to do anything, but my, because I have arthritis in the knee that was injured, that can sometimes be a problem for me because I, I deal with it in I'm not looking to get a knee replacement, even though everyone says that's not a bad thing. So that, that, that would be my only thing I could tell you because otherwise I don't feel like I do anything less, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think you have any expectations that you're supposed to do anything less. I think no. that's the point I'm making is that people buy into that. They, well, you know, no wonder I couldn't do it because, you know, I'm 75 years old. What would you expect? I, I don't think people think that way anymore. And I'm not saying that we should deny the physical realities of our world uh, and make things easier. But I do think we need a tremendous shift in thinking because we expect that people are supposed to step aside at a certain point in time in their lives so that the younger people can come in and why? 
if you're perfectly <laughs> capable of doing things you're doing and you're bringing with you years of experience and under, even if it's not experience in the particular academic thing that you're talking about. So, I mean, if you're an engineer and you learned engineering skills based on a computer program that was 30 years ago and you can't adapt yourself to a new program that's out now, then I think, you know, you have a choice. You either learn that program or you step aside. But but I'm not talking about those skills. I'm talking about people skills and being able to ride through some of the disappointments that happen in the business world and to be able to say, well, that's okay, that's not my career. I can do something else. And people in COVID world have learned to pivot and do something else if you own a business. There are certain other ways that you can do things or maybe shift your focus and start looking at something else. But people who start out in business don't have either the confidence to be able to do something like that or the skill set to be able to make that kind of a move and still be okay. So I just think we, for lack of a better term, we diss a lot of people who are older because we feel like they have lost their edge. They've lost this, that, and the everything. And I just don't think that today's baby boomers are like that. There are some people like that, there's no question. But I don't think we need to be able, we, we should take the broad brush at, across everybody who's over the age of 65 and say, it's time for you to move on and go out in the pasture. Because I think that there's a lot more to do. And it's a, as long as you have the mental space to say, I'm willing to be a lifelong learner and there's new things that come out all the time and I can't wait to find out what they are. If that's your attitude to life, then why not? Keep going. Totally agree. So I I just, I just don't understand a lot of um, the culture. And I, I was with some people um, a couple of weeks ago and even um, recently, but it's a different culture. It's an oriental culture. And the difference between the way they perceive their elders and the way we perceive our elders in this society is huge. And I just thought it was sweet to see how much respect they had for these people and, and how they put that into play, how they defer to them, how they ask them for their opinions, how they value their opinions. But that's not what happens in our culture. Okay, I'm off my soapbox now. If you'd like to talk about anything else. No, I think, Lynn, I think you're, it's, ve- it's very true. And, and the respect, that's the other thing, the respect and the reverence that is given to the Oriental um, elders is, yeah. is unbelievable. And I think if we all had that, I mean, we all aren't as fortunate as to have, to have grandparents um, or great-grandparents who have, we've been with all the time and, or you know, in my case, my great uncle, as well as my mo- grandmother who lived with me since I was five, you know, those 
intergenerational um, relationships and households, I think I'm far better off for it. Because when yeah. I hear people say, oh, my grandmother, oh, we don't, you know, we don't see my grandmother. She does, you know, they don't, they don't, we don't have anything to do with them or she's, the, it, it breaks my heart that, that you, you're, you're missing out on so much. Um, mm -hmm. And Agreed. that it really, people do need to be looked upon in much more, with much more um, gentle, um, understanding and more a little more uh, reverence than what they're given because when you sit down and we've talked about this before there's nothing better to me than to sit down with somebody who's older to discuss what things are or what they have that kind of stuff it's it's mm -hmm. it's just amazing to me yeah it is and that especially when we were talking about earlier about um <laughs> The, the cookies, the St. David's Day cookies, and how it's my great-grandmother's recipe. You know, it's, it's interesting just for me to remember that recipe and to know that my mother made them uh, with my great-grandmother's recipe. And uh, I just remember how, how, what a labor of love that was to do that because it does take a long time to do it. But uh, but that's a lot of what's missing, and I and the sad part is, I don't know how much longer churches are going to be doing those things. I know that on the Polish side of my family, my mom's side, um, the the pierogies, <clears throat> pierogies that were made by the churches and sold by the dozens, there were women's societies who used to do that. They would labor for hours and make just, I don't know, like a hundred dozen of something. And then they would sell them. And whatever they sold them for was a very important part of the church's budget. Yep. But there are no women who have that kind of time anymore to go and spend an entire day at, in the kitchen of a church. Not even the time. They don't even have necessarily the technical skill. True. Yeah, and they and a lot of them didn't even have a recipe. And I remember my grandmother, I'd say, how did you make, well, you put a little bit of this in, you throw some of that in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do that. I, I don't get that. <clears throat> but anyway, um, that's a wonderful legacy. And, and I hope that there are some women that continue to do things like that because those are very precious times and, and recipes. And we have to keep passing them down. Absolutely. And so for that, we have to take a quick break. You're listening yeah. to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and, and we'll be right back with our guest expert, um, Leah Genicopoulos, and her agent, uh, Jolyn Brennan from ERA One Real Estate. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, 
Stitcher and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC Certified Public Accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and nonprofit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. Universal Printing started out in Northeast Pennsylvania in June of 1995. Since that time, we have grown to 155 employees. What we do, we're a document solutions business. We do printing. We have an IT department on site. There's computer programmers, developers, production people. So all of our IT is done in-house. The nature of our business is it is very capital intensive. What we continue to do is adapt to the needs of our customers. And in order to do that, we have to continue to invest in the best state-of-the-art equipment that's out there. And we can do that with the support of Fidelity Bank. Fidelity allows us to play on a playing field that we could never have played on if we didn't have the support of a strong local bank that believed in us. They're not just saying they support the community, they're doing it. And we feel really blessed to have a partner in Fidelity Bank. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the Managing Director and Financial Planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm in Clark Summit that is designed specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and several other places where podcasts can be found. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And joining us today is the lovely Leah Jenakopoulos, who is the director of new business development at ERA One Source Realty in Clark Summit. ERA has about 100 agents as well as seven offices in 10 counties. And joining Leah is Joellen Brennan, who will be talking a little bit as a, I'm assuming, an, another agent. So we'll, we'll uh, talk about some good stuff as we did last uh, month, Leah, with um, that sale of that unique property, which was a great um, conversation, and we'll see what we can talk about today. So welcome, ladies. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I actually have Joel in here with me. 
Um, Jolin, so. Jolin, I want to make sure I say Jolin, because Jolin, I'm going to tell you something. I can't stand when people say my name wrong. So, Jolin, I'm sorry about that. But more importantly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Jolin he's here with is, us today. He's a he. <laughs> oh, he's a he. Okay, how about that? Oh, that's fun. <laughs> so, well, we like a little comic relief. That's okay. So, anyways, exactly. Jolin is an agent for over five years. He's been with us now going on, too, and we just love having Jolin on board with us. So, he's going to talk a little bit about what's going on right now in the real estate world and, like, the craziness, and he's going to beg you to list your house right now because we are still <laughs> down on inventory, and I think between Jolin and I combined, we have how many buyers and no houses? Uh, I lost count. There's no more, <laughs> there's no more fingers and toes. Um, so if, if what we're saying is we still need your listing, but I'm going to let Joel and take that over. So the market has been extremely crazy, and Leah's right. There's pretty much no listings. Uh, for the county itself, our, our absorption rate right now is... 1.9, uh, meaning if we have no new listings come on the market, we'll be completely out of homes to sell in less than two months. That's about 60% less than normal. So if you take January of 2020 and compare it to 2021, we're at 59% of what we had last year. So there's really no houses for sale. Everything is super competitive, multiple offer situations within days. So it's really important that we try to get that inventory up. Even Scranton. Scranton actually has the highest percentage in average sales price year to year of any district in Lackawanna County. It's over 20%. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I, I'm really We're surprised you said that. District like them, their absorption rate right now is at 0.6 months. <laughs> they, they're, they're, I can count on my hand how many single family residential listings are in somewhere. So even with the Triborough area too, remember we were looking last week between Musical Forge and Taylor and we came up with like what? 30 listings combined. Yeah. And that's including multifamilies too. I mean, I'm in music myself right now and they're at 1.7% absorption rate. So less than two months of listings. Wow. Wow. Jolyn, you've been doing this for five years now. How, how do you like it? And, and, and for someone who might be out there on the fence, like, is this a good time? Is this something I should do? What would you say to those people? I would say that real estate is, is not a job. It's, it's not a career. It, it's a lifestyle. You have to be willing to compromise everything when, it, when a client is deserving of that. So, I mean, right now, currently, I have over 20 sides of transactions going on at once. And then no. uh, next month, that could be zero. So you, you have yeah. to be able to, you have to be someone that is very time management oriented and you have to be a people person, and it's not something you can just flip a switch and be good at, but if you are willing to work at it and make it your life, then it's not a bad option. Yeah. That's neat. Go ahead, Go ahead, Laurie. I was just going to say 25 um, transactions is a heck of a lot to keep, uh, to keep going, but um, I think that that's... That, that's the, um, the the best part of it is that those are the things that happen that keep us 
um, moving and y- you want to do it more. It, it, I know that's how I get. The more you have, the more exciting it is. So it just keeps on getting better. So um, that's it's a good true. thing. I think it's one of the best parts about real estate is that you can kind of decide how much money you want to make and how much time you want to invest in it. You know, not everybody has to sell $5 million a year. You might not even want to. But if you do and you work at it, you can make it happen. You've been in it for five years, Joan. So uh, this has not been the market for a full five years. So when you started in this business, what made you decide to stick in there, to hang in there and say, I can make this work? Because it's not the... It's not the the market it is today. No, it's not. So how did you get started in it and why? Um, I've always kind of had in the back of my mind that I wanted to get into real estate. And at the time I was working at the post office when I first started and I was only doing it part-time and you realize quickly that it's not a part-time job because you have to make yourself available all the time. It's very hard to do part-time. It's not impossible, but if you, if you want to just sell to family and friends, uh, you might be able to do that. But at some point I got busy enough where I had to make a decision and I decided to, to go <laughs> dive in head first. And I think at the time, uh, our average days in the market was 120 and you really had to work every second of the day to try to get new clients and our, our average days in the market now is under 49 and that's for all the things. So really I think it's less than 30, um, realistically, but, but the numbers show that. So, uh, you just have to make the decision whether you want to make it your life or not. Mm-hmm. And what do you yeah. say to the people who say, you know, I'd love to sell my house right now, but it would take me so long to get everything out of this house that I've accumulated for X number of years, especially a lot of the baby boomers who've been living in houses with three or four bedrooms and when their kids were home, uh, what do you tell them? I mean, it's not, you can't, if the house sells in three days, you're screwed. So well, what do you, how do you do with that? You can be, but um, a lot of us have relationships with clean out companies and with some of the vintage stores that are in the area that will come in and give you an evaluation and take care of those things in a weekend. So it's not something wow. you have to devote all your time to. And if there's enough in the house that's resellable, it'll actually be cleaned out at no cost. So it doesn't have to be that way. And a lot of times kids that have moved on and have their own houses and have their own things, I feel like things aren't passed down as much as they used to but that doesn't mean that there's nothing in the house that's of value. So if it's something that you need to happen quick, it can, it can happen quick. Okay. So give your, Jolyn, give your, um, your pitch as Leah was saying, because inventory is a big thing as you were saying. And obviously the more you have on the market, the better off you are so that you have a, a, a little bit of a, better selection. And I think it's been easier with the internet that people can look on and see, Hey, I like that, but I don't want to see it or Hey, I like it, but it's not what I, it is what I want. Made it a little bit easier. I think for, for agents in general, because years ago you weren't able to do that. So to do that, so what would be the advantages of putting your house on the market now? 
If you're ready or thinking about possibly selling your house within the next year or even two, now you're going to get the best price that you will in, in any market that we've seen. And we can't guarantee or, or don't have a crystal ball to tell you how long that's going to keep happening. So if it's, if it's in your sights, I, I would do it now because you're going to get the most for your money. If you have to buy something, you just have to make sure that you're the most prepared you are to buy. Work with an agent. You don't have to click on a million listings over, over a million different sites. You know, work with one person, get approved from a local lender, have everything ready in place so that you, you know, you know what you're going to get into. The worst part is being unprepared because you'll miss out right now. And that's on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, I like that. And the fact that you should be with one agent. People don't understand that you, you can be with one agent and see anything on the multi-list, including anything that may not be on the multi-list. So just work with your agent because there ways, there's ways to make things happen. You don't have to call that person or that company. So many people still to this day don't get that. So I think that's so important. Loyalty is important in this business because um, because we don't get paid until we sell something. It, you, it's it's almost like people don't realize the importance of that loyalty because they think, oh well, I can go to this one, I can go to that one. You need to stay loyal to people, and anybody, you, any whatever agent you choose can get you in to see any property. Which, thank you for saying that because that's very very important. It is, and I really think that it's a relationship business. And if you can increase that relationship with someone and build rapport so they know what you're looking for and go see a house with them, and they could possibly avoid you having to go and see 20 houses. They know what you like, and we've been in a lot of houses. We're in dozens of houses a week these days. So we can tell you already if you're going to like that before you even waste your time. And there's a lot of also listings that you'll find online that aren't even really active listings. So we can help you navigate that process, eliminate the drama of, of wasting your time. And it's really important to hire an agent. Absolutely. Totally agree. Um, so one last plea there, buddy. How can you get these people out there who are on the fence to sign on? Give us a call. Knock on the door, <laughs> shoot a message, send a text. There's so many ways to get a hold of someone these days. Use Google. There's reviews out there for everybody. And just they just have to know that they're not alone. And if you're, if you're looking the list, there's no obligation to have someone, an agent come to your house, give you a, a comparable market analysis, let you know what you could possibly list it for, the expected days on the market. And if you decide not to, there's no harm, no foul. So you don't, you're never obligated just by having a conversation. So at least start that conversation and see if it's going to be the right move for you. And if not, then that's okay too. Right. So at least give it a try and see what happens. So how can anybody get in touch with you? Um, Joan, spell your name for me, your first name. My first name is Joel and it's J-O-L-E-N. I like that. J-O-L-E-N. Nice. And I'm sorry about the confusion. That's one of those names that you can look at and think, one is it? And since well, I that's okay. I have a radio face anyway. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like that. That I, was good. Make, but guess what? When those <laughs> 
things happen, you always stand out a little bit more anyway. So it's a good thing. So um, good luck to you in your new, in this, this career, not new, five years is pretty seasoned, but good luck. And I'm glad that you made that decision to, to jump in with both feet. And um, you sound like a nice guy and very personable. So keep it up. Well, thanks so much. But I mean, you're great. welcome. No two days Leah? are the same in real estate. I know they're not. How can I get in touch with you guys? Uh, my phone number is 570-335-6601, uh, 24-7 in this business. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Joelin.realtor is my website. You can go to that, too, anytime. Uh, you can call ERA One Source here. It's 587-9999 and reach anybody anytime. Well, there we go. Well, thank you. Thank you so much to meet you. So nice to meet you. It's so good to hear from you again, Leah. And we will talk to you guys soon. In the meantime, everybody, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.